Arizona Science is supported by Research Corporation for Science Advancement. For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Stacy Teacott, an Associate Professor in the School of Anthropology at the University of Arizona, who's been studying the parenting of lemurs in Madagascar. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Stacy, you found that male lemurs whose partners are pregnant have higher levels of estradiol. What is estradiol and why is that important? Estradiol is a hormone that in mothers is really important for parenting and it helps them pay attention to their offspring. So they provide the higher estradiol levels in some species, very few species have been studied, um, influence the amount of care that they're giving to their kids. And this isn't really studied in males very much, but we know that males invest a whole lot in kids in, in many species. Um, including some lemur species like the red-bellied lemur. And so, yeah, we were interested in what kind of a role, if any, it played in um, paternal care. Do humans do that? Uh, <laughs> humans do that. Humans have, um, you might have heard of sympathetic pregnancy, and uh, that's also known as Couvade syndrome. And that is where a partner, a male partner, it's studied in um, heterosexual couples, a male partner will have... Um, symptoms like pregnancy when his partner is going through it. So they might have um, aches and pains and they might have morning sickness, nausea. They might have um, changes in their moods. And this was thought to be just, uh, you know, a psychological reaction. And some really interesting research on monkeys showed that this happens in monkeys as well. Um, it is not just all in their heads, but it's accompanied by some hormonal changes. And we have seen that some of these hormonal changes occur in human dads too. How do you measure hormone levels in a wild animal? We take what they give us. And so all of our research is non-invasive. We don't touch the animals. We don't um, do any kind of experiments with them. We don't attract them to us. We just, we find them, we follow them. And then every time they poop, we collect the fecal sample. And then we can extract the hormones from the fecal samples. And we do that. We preserve the samples in the field, in the forest. And um, then they come all the way back to the lab here. And we're able to do the estradiol assays. Do you have a network of cameras to monitor the lemurs, or how do you know which lemur is associated with which pile? We know the individuals really well, especially in this species. It's easy-ish to tell the individuals apart. They live in these small family groups with an adult male, adult female, and their kids. So the kids are usually smaller in size until they're about ready to leave the family. And the males and females have different markings, and they are territorial in that you can kind of find them in the same general area, with some species, you can put them to sleep at night. Unfortunately, the species that we study is active during the day and the night, so we never know where they're going to be, but we can make an educated guess. So we go to that spot, we follow them all day long, and we make sure that we get a fecal sample from known individuals. How wild is the environment? Are these pretty remote areas? Yeah, the area is pretty remote. I work in Ranamafa National Park, and it is over 40,000 hectares. It's very large, but it has lots of different types of habitat in it. Um, in the past, I've done research in a couple of different sites. One is mostly secondary forests. There was a logging concession there. People used to live there. It's a beautiful forest, it, and it doesn't look like it's a disturbed forest at all, but it's secondary growth. And then the research that we were just talking about on estradiol and, and paternal care, that has so far been conducted in the primary forest. And so it's really pristine, 
trees are bigger, they're more productive, and we try to have very little impact on the environment that we're in. But we, we are camping out there, so we have our tent sites, we have our food ported in, we cook over a fire, but we try to have as little impact on the environment as possible. Do you have to work to stay out of the lemur's way, or do they not care? The lemurs are known um, for being relatively easy to habituate. So the, the goal is to have them habituated to our presence so they pay no attention to us. And some other species like chimpanzees, for example, can take years or some populations have never been successfully habituated. Um, so we're pretty lucky in that they get used to us pretty quickly. They, they watch us like when they're napping, they'll just kind of look down at us. But we keep a safe distance from them. We don't want our movements to affect their movements, their behavior. So we we keep a distance. We use binoculars. They're pretty high up in the trees. And so when we go in for the fecal samples, we're not really disturbing them. Thanks for talking with us, Stacey. My pleasure. Our guest today has been Stacey Teacott, who has been studying lemurs in Madagascar. This is Tim Swindle, and you have been listening to Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org. Thank you to Research Corporation for Science Advancement for their support of Arizona Science.